a lot of times we feel like we haven't made any progress. But each time you've gone out to do something or even just process your emotion, and when you come back to your safe space, you're already at a different point in time that you're not your original self anymore. Hello, friends. Welcome back to a new season on the Heart Open Conversations podcast, a thoughtfully curated container where heartful and honest conversations are had and held for and with the community that I hold near and dear, the Asian Collective. You'll be audience to stories and life journeys I explore and exchange with fellow Asians I had the honor to connect with. Who have inspired, moved, and guided me. You'll also be audience to my occasional nuggets of personal learned experiences, observations, and emotions. My hope is that this container will inform and remind you that you're not alone, and equip you with the tools and insights to add to your personal toolbox as you journey on this often messy and nuanced path towards a version of your life. That's most true and most you. I'm your host Lillian, and thank you so much for joining me here. Ready? Get cozy, and let's dive in. Hello, dear ones. Welcome back to another episode. On the hard open conversations podcast with me, I hope you are keeping well, staying healthy, and more importantly, keeping yourselves nourished and warm, both in your hearts and also your bodies, your physical bodies. Especially for the ones of us who are in this part of the world where we are still combating some pretty wintry weathers. Here in Houston, we did though had a couple of pretty spring-like days over these past weekend. I loved it. I tried to milk every bit of it by spending it outside, taking my dog Sadie for a longer walk, and also just hanging out on the patio with a friend, having a few cups of wine, and that was so divine. If you find yourself Really challenged by these colder, shorter, darker, gloomier times. I hope you have had an opportunity to listen to the previous episode where I came online solo to you with you as I shared some little tips and practices that have helped me navigate through this season. And I hope that it was somewhat insightful and valuable for you too. So. I've missed you. Yes, I know. I made the conscious decision to now go on a schedule of dropping an episode every other week, with the intention of filling that spare week in between with more content on IG, Instagram, and I'm also churning some ideas in my head to create and cultivate more connections and community with you all. But I have to say that I do miss coming here, putting my headphones on, and connecting with you in this sacred, intimate space that I very much loved. So 
I guess me missing it and only just introducing this change to the schedule is probably not that surprising. There is a part of me that would like to sustain the regularity and the previous momentum, but there is also a bigger part of me that sends. The importance and essentiality of honoring and protecting my energy, as I start to feel the intensity and increment in workload with my new role and responsibility in my day job. Prior to me hitting the record button to record this introduction to this episode, I kind of did a quick review. About how this past couple of weeks had been for me at work, and it has been an intense one, no less. I feel like I'm in that messy middle where I had this role, role A, and I'm transitioning to role B, and there is a new individual that's been hired to fill role A, and I have the responsibility of training and guiding that person. Into that role, but in the meantime, I've also been thrown pretty much into role B, and I find myself needing to navigate and balance both. And it brought my memory back to a pretty intriguing conversation I had with my human resource manager who traveled in last week, and we were having this conversation about. My growth and career path and development, and she made this remark with regards to making sure that I am staying mindful and aware of my health. And as much as she knows that I have ambitions and goals, and I am enthusiastic and excited about what is to come, it's also important to. Stay centered and stay aware with regards to my resource in terms of my energy, and to not fall into any traps of getting burned out. Which you know, in a European culture, is actually something that they don't take lightly. And that message came through in hindsight as something that was definitely worth having more thoughts and awareness around. And I did appreciate her bringing that up. So. Messy middles are never sexy nor pretty, and I'm navigating through that. So I think I should be more mindful with regards to my resource and to ensure that my energy is spent in areas which can help me find sanity and balance and tranquility and peace. So this is to say that I still very much desire to be here, be part of you, and continue to hone and cultivate this community. And I hope that this little switch and this change in the routine that I am introducing to the podcast is something that resonates with you and is something that you could be on board with. And I hope that you continue to. Be an active participant in this community that I so very much am passionate and committed to. Which brings me to the point where an apt time to introduce our guest on the show today. If there is anyone that I want to be on the phone with, to connect with, to talk about safe spaces, to talk about. 
how important cultivating that is in terms of helping us access our heart's desires and helping us unlocking our desired achievements, she will be it. So on the podcast today, I have the honor to share space of exchange stories with Claudia. Claudia Chan is a mindset life coach who works with women to stop worrying about other people's voices, explore what they really deeply want in their hearts, and help them go after their dreams with courage and confidence. She's also an international best-selling author to the book Asian Women Who Boss Up, a proud mom to a five-year-old boy, and wife to a very handsome and supportive husband. She holds a very strong belief that if everyone can live the life they love, the world would be a much, much better space. Claudia is probably one of the sweetest and most giving souls I've met. In this conversation that we share, you will very quickly learn that she has another job. She has a day job aside from being a mindset life coach. Yet, it is through her entrepreneurial journey of being a coach that gave her the opportunity to explore herself, to learn the notion of making space for fears, the belief that the availability of safe spaces that we create for our own selves, which is often something that's overlooked and missing in our everyday lives and not made priority, is so essential to one's abilities to move through roadblocks and to access their desires and wants in life. Claudia also givingly shared some ways that we can create our own safe spaces and also shared the idea of how to reframe progress and that it's not only the tangible ones that you can touch and see that are your biggest progresses. This episode was packed with so much heart and so much love. It was medicine to my soul. I have a feeling that you're really going to get so much out of this one. Without further ado, I give you the lovely and sweet Claudia. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we have with us a very special guest. And I say special because we've been wanting to have this conversation for the longest time and we are finally doing it. And I'm still so very excited that this is happening. Claudia, thank you so much for joining us here today. Hi, Lillian. I'm so happy to be on the show today. Me too. Let's talk a bit about how we met. So it was from Annie Haddock. Mm whom you had interviewed before, she was like, oh, I have been interviewed by Lillian before and I think you'll be a good fit on her show. (laughs) So that's how she introduced us together. And we had a wonderful conversation. So we're like, okay, let's do this podcast recording. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was Annie. She is just such a connector and she's just so great at that. And it was for her, we got to connect and yeah, it was just instant likability for me. And I'm like, yes, we need to be on each other's show. I'm more than happy to come support your show, all the things (laughs) that you put out there. And I know you feel the same as well. So I like to always start off and get my guests kind of warming up a little bit with a few rapid fire questions. Also Mm -hmm. for my guests to get to know you a little bit. So I'm going to throw a few things out there. Let's start with 
this one, your go-to self-care routine that always helps you to get into a better state of mind. One thing that I always do is journal. I do on and off. And I mix that with speaking with my coaches. And I think it's very important to clean up my mind and process all my own emotions. And those are really the ways that I try to get up to speed to a better state. Because a lot of times for me, it is really about how I look at everything Mm. and how I feel about everything. And so it is through the journaling and through talking to my coaches that I'm like, okay, yeah, I didn't see that. I would be given a space for me to process my own emotions without any judgments. And those are so therapeutic for me. So yeah, those are the two things. And also the one thing that I really like to do is play my Final Fantasy (laughs) 14 game. (laughs) That's so cool. Wow. My husband introduced me to that. It started last November and within a month, I pretty much caught up to his level and he had been playing for years because he was doing some side quests and I was doing the main scenario. He was like, what? You're already at this level. He's feeling the pressure, I'm sure. I'm a little curious about your journaling part. So just a couple of follow-up questions. Do you do those on paper or electronic? And do you write your own prompting question? Or is it just like a blank slate and you just go? Or do you use guiding So questions? depending on my mood, sometimes I would just write about what exactly I'm feeling. So I would do like a brain dump. So mm-hmm. it's literally just whatever comes to mind. And then I would figure out what's one thing that I really want to look deeper into. But if let's say I have a structure, then I would usually do like a five minute gratitude Mm. to say what I'm grateful for. And then a 10 minute brain dump, five minutes would be like, what is one of my thoughts making me do and how that's resulting in what I'm creating right now. And then intentional model, meaning how do I actually want to change? And then the last five minutes, it will be like a self-love letter Mm. from my future self. (laughs) All of that. So juicy. You have to dive into that more in a different time. Like I would love to just also dive into that and then explore your mind. when it Yeah. And I think this is one thing that I want to talk about is that for the longest time, I would kind of beat myself up because I would be like, oh, I really want to journal or I would really want to do this. And then I would be so gung ho into going into it. And then all of a sudden I would just drop the ball. Mm. right? I'll be like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I think the thing is, if that's kind of like you, then I want you to not beat yourself up. Just say, this is what my rhythm and flow. If I really want to journal, then I journal. If I don't want to journal, I don't journal. And if I forget to journal, everything is okay. Because I think a lot of times, like with these routines, self-love routines and all these stuff, it's like we beat ourselves up for not loving ourselves. (laughs) So a lot of times it's just the fact that if that's what you want to do, then just do that. What pleases your heart? I love it. Like I love the notion of not introducing expectations and pressure and just let it flow. If it's happening today, it is. If it's not, it's completely okay as well. All right. Next question. One item that we will always find sitting on your bedside table. <laughs> I was asking anything. my husband about that. And he's like, tissue box. Tissue box. Okay. Yeah, because um, whenever essential. I go on my coaching sessions, I would cry every single time. Mm. 
And even sometimes if I do my own journaling and if I process my own emotions, I would cry every single time. And that's okay. Mm. It's just my body's way of releasing. And I think a lot of times people are afraid of crying because they feel like it's a sign of weakness. But for me, it's just like, I gotta let it go. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you say, a resource is an avenue for you to just regulate. And I think like you say, people put too much judgment on just the act of crying and it's just an outlet and mm. we all need outlets and yeah i guess like crying. a lot of times the crying is because you are actually acknowledging your own feelings your own emotions your own experience yeah. and i do want to talk about this a little bit but acknowledging yourself is so important mm. because that's how you love all these parts of yourself yes, right so exactly I know you cannot wait and I cannot wait either to get into the meat, but let's do one more question. Country okay. that you most want to visit and why? Country that I most want to visit or go back is always Japan. Yes, <laughs> I love Japan. Me too. Um, I have been there four times already. One time it was with my husband for honeymoon. And then the last time we went, it was with one of my best friends after he got married. And he said, oh, do you want to come with us for honeymoon? <laughs> and we're like, okay, well, as long as you don't think that we're crashing your honeymoon, honeymoon. of course we're in. We love that place. Yeah. My husband and I, we love that place. And it's so clean. Everything is so cute and adorable. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, the Ghibli Park is opening <laughs> in November. I think it's very hard to get tickets, but mm. when it opens up, I'm ready to go. You're, you're, you're going to be one of those who's like, yes, I'm going. I'm right yeah, there. Yeah. I share the same sentiments as you for Japan. Such a multi-layered, such an interesting place. Look and see and experience nature, people, foods. City sites is really cool. Like I said, we can't wait. So let's dive right in, Claudia. Tell my audience a bit more about you. What do you do? Where do you live? What's your hobby? And dive a little bit into how does a day in your life generally, typically look like? I know you have kiddos at home, so every day can look different, <laughs> but like generally. <laughs> I came to Canada. I live in Toronto from Hong Kong when I was 11. So that's like since 1991. Throughout my life, my mom had been telling me, oh, you have to study hard, get into university. She never really asked me to work to support the family. But my job is to study hard so I can start making good money from my work. So I became a radiation therapist and I still am a radiation therapist. And on the side, I am a mindset life coach. So what I do, like working one-on-one -on -one with me, Women find themselves that they love themselves so much more that they can be free to be who they are. They have more courage to go after the things that they want. And I usually work with Asian women who are in their 40s because they are at a stage where they have devoted so much of their time to their family, to their kids. Now that the kids have grown up, they're like, oh, what am I going to do? And they just feel like there's something else that they wanted to do for themselves. It's time to focus on themselves. Those are the people that I work with, but I work with anyone who wants to find out more about themselves. And I really believe that self-awareness is so important. If you are not aware of what's happening within your brain, like how you're thinking about a situation or even about yourself or other people, it's very hard to make changes. We believe that we feel trapped, basically, if we are not aware of things. I always like to bring awareness to other people. Mm -hmm. So that's who I work with. 
and <laughs> I work during the day. And I have a five-year-old son, so I usually don't like to start doing my other things until he goes to sleep. I really like to spend a lot of time with him. He always asks us to play with him. Sometimes when we're tired, we're like, "Ah,、oh, really? Can you just play by yourself for a little bit?" But my husband and I kept talking about it. Like very soon, he's not going to want to play with us. We get to spend time with him. It was just today. He was trying to negotiate with me. He was saying, "Mommy, can I not do abacus? Can I just <laughs> can I not do abacus?" So I was like, "Okay, well, let's have you do some reading." And he's very happy training him to be a good negotiator in life. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, that's, that's important. My life, yeah. There are so many parts there that I wanted to expand on, but I cannot move on without just acknowledging you for the work that you do. Like it made me emotional a little bit when I hear you talk about what you do as a mindset life coach and the the specific group of Asian females that you're helping. I'm feeling emotional because I feel like there are so many groups and spectrums of people who are not being heard. Not being seen and not made space for, and just your work is giving them a voice, is giving them a platform and space to see themselves and also see them, and then for them to also know and learn that they are not alone in the struggles that they're going through, and that help is available if they are willing to accept the help. So it just made me feel all the goosebumps and just got a bit emotional because it's so important work. Thank you so much for doing that for that community. When you said they're not being heard, you said yeah, because since they were young,、mm -hmm. they have been trained to focus their attention onto other people, please their parents, please their siblings, or like because it were women, the men will always go first. Your brothers will always go first. Your brothers are going to be more important. Your dad is going to be the man in the house. Even though my mom is the more dominant within my family, she's still very dominant. Like she expects me to do things a certain way. Like I should act a certain way. So there are a lot of times my own desires has been put cast aside. And so for me to want to have more things in my life, since I was really young, I was like, "Well, is this all there is to life?" I wanted more, but my mom was always like, "No, you should be happy. You should just be focusing on work, and that's pretty much all there is." For me, I want other people to be able to go after what they want, because there's so many creativity within all these women. There's so much love, but they're just giving it away. But they actually need to love themselves first. Then more of themselves will show up. Absolutely, that's so beautiful. Could you take us back? Because I'm really curious. Because obviously, I share the same trajectory in terms of having a day job and then having all these multi passions on the side that we spend our time doing. And I personally do think and believe that it takes a lot of enthusiasm. It takes a lot of discipline to try and juggle all these balls in the air. So I am curious, and I was wondering if you could kind of take me back to the time where. You made that decision to want to be a life and mindset coach. What triggered it, and what inspired you, or who inspired you? And as you juggle that alongside your day job, what is hard about it, and what is fulfilling about it? How I got into mindset life coach, it was kind of like a convoluted way, because as I was telling you, I always wanted to do more in my life. Mm -hmm. So after I got married, that's when I was like, "Oh, I can actually now really start a business." So I actually did my 
self-published my coloring journals, and then it went into teaching calligraphy and offering engraving services for people. And it was actually during one of my clients that I started talking with her after I gave her the engraving gifts that she wanted me to prepare for because she wanted to explore stuff, new things in her life. And she was probably in her mid-30s or late 30s at that time. We were so excited. She was talking about it. And this was the question. I was like, why don't you go and do it? And she was like, oh, no, I can't do that. And then she was giving me all these reasons. If only I can help her. I don't know how to help her because that was me for the longest time. And also while I was doing all these businesses, one of the things that I was finding myself struggling with was me finding very resentful and Mm. guilty. The resentment comes because when I have to do my full-time work, when I have to take care of my son and I have no time for anything, I felt like I had to sacrifice my own dreams for my family. So I had to put my dreams on hold. And I was like, why? I don't want to do that. And yet when I have time to work on my business, I felt really guilty because I was like, oh, I'm not being a good mom. I'm not spending enough time with my son. And so those were the defining moments. It's like, okay, something's not right. So it was actually through different things. I went through like leadership program. I went through coaching. And that's when I realized that all of it was in my head. (laughs) Specifically, it was the fear that I felt like if I fail, then it would mean that I'm not good enough for my business. Or I'm scared that if I promote myself too much, then no one will want to be my friend. So all these fears were actually holding me back and I'm using every other excuses to blame them on. I have to take care of my son. I have to do my full-time work or my husband's not helping enough, which was not true. I wanted him to do more, but he's already doing so much. And then I feel guilty because I wasn't being a good wife, being a good mom. All of these are just because of my own thinking, the way that I'm thinking about things. So I really had to work through all of those, work through my own feelings. That was how I went into my coaching certification. And I'm like, this is what people need because a lot of times we're so frustrated. And it's true. There are a lot of things that we have to deal with because like we have to deal with our own family. We have to deal with our parents. We have to deal with work. All of these are true. And at the same time, if we can clean all these mess up, like in our brain, then we can also give time, a voice to our desires. And that was how it all came about. And I even prayed to God. I was like, okay, well, if you want me to do something, what is it? How do you want me to help them? And this was like the road that I got led on. And it's not the easiest, but it is really worth it. I love seeing the transformation in my clients, mm-hmm. like whenever they have a breakthrough, whenever they can actually stand up for themselves to draw a boundary toward the parents or in-laws and going after what feels good to them. All of these things make it worth it. This is the best kind, I think, in my opinion, of stories of how a business is started. I feel like what I'm hearing in between the lines is that You were your first customer. You helped yourself out of a mind block yourself. And then through interacting with that friend, you realized that there are more women out there who need that platform, that guide to help them just kind of shift their mindset and perspective about things a bit that can open up so many more possibilities in their lives. And it's so beautiful. And I also hear that what is the most fulfilling part of it is that 
you see transformations in your clients, the people that you work with, the people that matter to you. I'm hearing so much love and heart and passion in this thing that you do. So no wonder you could find time and energy to do that outside of your day job because you are so passionate. And that's just so awesome. Hey, treasured ones. I'm beyond grateful that you have chosen to spend your time here with me. As I mature and age, I've developed an appreciation of time and the belief of how it's the one most precious thing one could give to anyone. So I sincerely thank you for spending yours with me in this sacred, intimate space. I've loved using this platform to connect with you and often thought to myself that if I've helped just one other person out there to feel less alone, more supported, and more inspired to seek their true north and live out their one most beautiful, precious life, then I've done what I've set out to do. If that person happens to be you, thank you. And if you know and believe that there are others out there who could find this podcast valuable and helpful, you could help spread the word by number one, following the show wherever you listen so you never miss an episode, or two, rating and reviewing the show to increase the number of eyeballs we get, or three, share it with your treasured circles or a friend who needs to hear it. Your support and action to get the show noticed is so appreciated and truly serves as a source of inspiration and feedback for me to continue to bring meaningful content to your ears. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, back to the show. You've been a coach for a little bit now. I'm curious, Claudia, about if I were to ask you what is the one most common block or challenge or hardship that your clients would come across or share with you, do you think there is a through line or would you say it really is on a case-by-case basis? Or would you be able to pinpoint that there is this one or two things that regularly comes up when you work with your clients? Yeah, for sure. Fear is always the one thing that comes up. Fear of what other people will say about you. Fear of, am I going to be able to do this? Fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this on my own and people are going to abandon me. All of these fear. Fear of what does it mean if I fail? Does that mean I'm not made for this? And if I'm not made for this, then what's my purpose in life? All of these fear. And the one thing I always work with my clients is understanding that you have to create your own safe space is so important. Creating the safe space means that when you are about to do something, right? Let's say, oh, I'm going to be painting. I have all these tools to paint, but I can't even start it. Because your mind is so triggered at that moment. Way back when, cavewoman time, whenever there is a threat, then your real reaction comes about and it's going to stop you. It's either you're going to fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. All of these things are going to come up. So understanding that when you are fearful of something, your nervous system is triggered. So then depending on how you had responded to previous experiences before, You can't beat yourself up if you can't put a stroke on that painting. You can't say, oh, I've been trying to do this. Why can't you do this? It's so simple and all these things. But it's not true. It's just because your nervous system has been activated 
So you have to find a way to calm your nervous system to say, "Hey, nothing has gone wrong. It's just my brain has been activated. I need to give myself the safe space and then resolve this nervous system activation." And then, from a safe space standpoint, then we can say, "Okay, how do we want to proceed? What is the next smallest step we can go toward? How you really want to go about it? If not, then what is it that you really want to do?" A lot of times, people looking outside. What should I do? How should I do this? For people who are in business, they'll be like, "Oh, I need to do marketing." They're going for all these seven steps to get your marketing to go right. But what works for other people may not work for you. Yeah. So you have to go back into yourself to say, "Hey, I need to find my own safety so that I can tap into what I really want and then go toward that." And that's what I want to talk about in terms of the shame, because this is something that I recently learned: is that shame comes about when erasing your own experience, your own feelings, or how you think about it. You change the way you think about it. If let's say I'm very scared to step out, let's say I'm talking to you, Lillian. Oh, I'm very scared, and you say, "Oh, why are you scared? Don't be scared. You should be doing this." Then you have just erased my experience and emotion,、mm-hmm. and so that's where shame comes in. Because then I would feel like, oh, something's wrong with me for feeling scared. But it's really have to go back into the feeling to what does it mean to be scared. Another example I can give you is just a really recent example. I went to Paris doing my first live speaking engagement, and I blanked out. I was really disappointed in myself. I was jealous of other people for doing it so well. And at the moment, I was thinking, should I tell my speaking coach? But part of me said, I don't want to talk to her about it because, as much as she's like a lovely person, she's going to say, "Oh, don't worry about this time. You did really well. How you recovered?" But that's not what I need at that moment. What I need is to say, "Hey, I'm really disappointed in myself." For blanking out because I really wanted to do well, and so I actually have to tap into that emotion to actually acknowledge all of these feelings. In order to go toward the next thing that you really want, fear is going to come up, and also when you step out, other things are going to go wrong. Right? You're going、mm-hmm. to fail, and、yeah. you have to be open to all of these emotions. You can only process them when you are given a safe space. To figure all these out, to acknowledge them, to process them, and so a lot of times with people who are wondering, how do I go after what I want? Just that simple thing. You have to be feel safe, and that is really, really important. Oh my gosh, there's so many juicy parts in all of that. I'm like mind blown. I had goosebumps for the second time. That rarely happens. I'll tell you that in one conversations. It's really touching some parts of me that either I resonate with a lot, and I hear people around me struggle with a lot. And it's so true that this fear of all these things. And then I love learning from you. You're already giving us coaching tips right here, like for free. I really love the part where you try to expand on the need to give ourselves and provide ourselves the safe space. Do you think you could expand on that a little bit more, and then tap into the question of? How do you do that? Is there an easy way to create a safe space for yourself? Yeah. So dependent on the person, because your safe space is very different from my safe space. One of the coaches that I was listening to, she said, 
a lot of people, they feel like they have taken one step forward, two steps back. She was actually on a walk with her dog. And each time her dog likes to go away for a little while, explore, and then she'll come back to the owner. The dog would actually go toward her hand so then her hand can kind of touch her forehead. And then she was like, oh, that's how the dog is trying to create a safe space. Because when she has gone out to do exploration, mm. like her nervous system might have get, gotten triggered. Mm. So then they come back to the owner to have itself being stroked. And it's like, oh, then they calms their nervous system down. Yeah. And each time, actually, there are two ways of looking at it. You have to figure out what is your way of doing it. Some people may be like, oh, I just need to sit and cover myself in a blanket and feel warm. Some people will just need to get a hug from other people. It really depends on the person what yeah. resonates with you the most. Mm. And sometimes it's great to actually work with a coach to figure out what is the most true to you. Or you can just jot down things like what feels yeah. good. Like right now, if I'm really scared, like what do I want to do? Do I just want to hide underneath the blanket? What feels good? Do I just want to listen to some music and forget about things? Do I just want to dance? List out a few things that feels good to you. Mm. The thing that she talked about using the dog is the fact that each time the dog goes away and comes back to her, it's actually a different point. Like both you and the dog are walking and the dog went away and he comes back. And when the dog comes back to you, they are at different point on the road. This point, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that a lot of times we feel like we haven't made any progress. But each time you've gone out to do something or even just process your emotion and when you come back to your safe space, you're already at a different point in time that you're not your original self anymore. Like you have made that progress. So I want you to see that like when it comes to safe space, a lot of people is like, oh, why am I hiding? I have been trying to get myself out there, but I haven't been able to do that. And I keep beating myself up. But each time you process all this emotion and process your feelings, you are already at a different point in time. So you have already made progress. So I don't want you to see just because you haven't made any physical progress, it doesn't mean in your soul, in your mental state, you have already made progress and it all starts within your mind. So those are the two things I want to touch upon. Just write down things if you want to figure out what your safe space is, like list out five things that feel really good to you. You can just go with that and see how it feels. Completely mind blown. It really ties into the part where we talk about our Asian conditioning, about how we have been conditioned and trained to only focus on the outcome and the product at the end of something. I feel like it does tie into this part where you say, perhaps in the physical sense, you haven't noticed or observed any kind of change or forward movement, but internally things have already changed and you are already a changed version of yourself than before. And that blew my mind. Not being given more attention we're just so focused on what we can see, feel, hear, but we're not really focusing on what we can feel, what's inside. And this is such a striking reminder and um, so important. Claudia, I can like keep going. It's so hard to end this because I have so many more questions, but I already know that you're going to be a forever friend of the podcast and forever <laughs> friend of mine. So we can definitely come back and do another rodeo and another one and another one. So oh, this will not that. be the last time Morgan to hear <laughs> from Claudia, I'll show you guys. Let's round it up by 
touching on two two things. One is for my listeners out there, for someone who's listening to this episode and this podcast, they may have a quiet desire. They want to try something new, but they're fearful. They're scared. They're afraid. What would be one small advice that you can share to help them kind of take that next right small step forward? You think this is actually an exercise that my coach shared with me. She asked us to write down twenty five things we want to do,、mm. all we want for ourselves, all we really desire. Usually, people would write twenty five things that they haven't gotten achieved yet. But she actually said. To list out things that you already have in your life, or you have already achieved in your life, that you have actually wanted for the longest time. Every other point you put in something that you have wanted for so long, and you already have it. So for me, it would be like, oh, finding my husband.、Mm-hmm. I really wanted someone who share I'm a life with, who understands me, who supports me, and I have that. The place that we're staying in right now, we had actually been. Looking at this place for the longest time, and we now have it. So you interspace these with all the stuff that you have. Because here's the thing: what you have now were things that you have wanted maybe five or ten years ago. So for you to want something, if you haven't figured out what you want yet, you have to kind of start visualizing what it is that you want for the future. But because a lot of times when we just list out all the things that you really want but you don't have yet, that energy is very negative. It's like the scarcity mindset.、Yes. It's like, oh, I really want this, but I don't have it yet, and you're trying to desperately grasp on the dose.、Yeah. But when you interlace them with things that you already have and you really feel it, it's like, oh, now I have a wonderful husband. Now I have a dog. Now I have a great job. Like I have a great podcast and all these things. Then your energy is going to come from abundance and from excitement,、mm-hmm. so that when you actually tap into what you want for your future, then its energy is a lot, a vibration is higher. So that's something that I highly encourage everyone to look into. What you're going to do with that is that you can pick one of the things that you really want for yourself that you don't have yet, and then you can break it down to say, when do I want it? How would it look like? How would it feel like? So you break it down and set a timeline, and then it's kind of like those manifestation yeah, type yeah. thing, right? So you can go ahead with them. And、yeah. there are also other tools as to how you can break those dreams down. But this is like the very first step, just to write out things、mm. that you want. That's absolutely golden, and I think so handy. It doesn't feel. Very difficult to do, and I love that. It's like I said. The oh, trust me, people、set. have difficulty doing that. <laughs> really, <laughs> because it's hard for us, especially for people who have never really explored what they want. It's not easy to start because they're like, "Oh, what is it?" So here's the thing: if you find it very difficult, it's like, "Oh, I don't really know what I want. I have everything." Then just like the next thing, the very small thing, I want to spend some time with my girlfriends.、Mm. Just something very small. It's like, oh, I would like to set it for sometime next month. Anything that could just get you to the next level,、mm-hmm. and then when you keep building onto it, then the dreams can become bigger. For some people, it'll be like, oh, I would like to have my own art gallery. All these things, but you can't get to those big things until you start tapping into the small stuff first. Absolutely, yeah. So keeping it small, bite-sized, actionable, then work your way up to the more audacious. And bigger ones. 
I love this. Claudia, you have already poured so much to this conversation in my audience, and I cannot thank you enough for that. And I know that anyone who's listening, it's going to want to one more. So can you tell my listeners where can they stalk you or follow you or if they have questions and want to know and find out where they can get your offerings and programs and all that, how can they connect with you? Yeah, for sure. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm usually on Instagram at claudiachan.co. And my website is also claudiachan.co. There is a free guide for you for what is possible if you want to explore more as to what exactly you want for yourself. Then you can download that free guide. Send me a message, and if anyone is interested to download that free guide, that's where you can get it. Awesome! I'll make sure all of that information is available in the show notes. Claudia, this has been such a pleasure. I'm so thankful, and let's not be strangers. You're a forever friend, like I said. So mm-hmm. always come back. Oh, I love talking to you. You know that. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing this. I know you said that you were only doing this for yourself, but for all these women who needed to share their stories, what you're doing is wonderful and giving them a space and time to share. So thank you. So kind. Thank you. I really appreciate the affirmation. People like yourself that really keep me going and give me the energy to keep this podcast alive and going. So thank you so much, Claudia. You're welcome. Hi there, dear ones. Thank you so much for spending your precious time here with me. When I first started this podcast, I had thought this desire for safe spaces to hold deep, honest conversations was a need that only I was missing. But through the connections made while working on this podcast, it turns out I wasn't alone in wanting access to that openness and truth in our one wild, precious, nuanced life. And so, connecting with the rest of you like-minded souls and hearts out there became one of the key elements I want to build this podcast around. So this is me saying I would very much love to hear from you. Receive and respond to your thoughts, questions, feedback that you may have. Let's build this community together, shall we? Allow me to take the next few moments to share with you how you and I can connect further. One of the ways is to connect with me on Instagram at the handle Heart open converse underscore agents and send me a DM there. Instagram happens to be one of my favorite social mediums, so I'm pretty active there. Even though I try to have boundaries around it, but you can definitely find me online, and I'll be more than happy to receive any of your messages and connect with you there. Another way, if you prefer a more private or long form writing. You can email me at this email address: hello dot resilient and rooted at gmail dot com. A third method that I am still looking into adding, and hopefully I'm successful with it in the near future, is to allow you to send a voice message to me. I've recently listened to some of my favorite podcasts, and they have since added that as an option. And I'm really, really curious how that can be achieved because I love hearing your voices. I think it would be a much more personable way for us to connect. 
If there are any of you out there listening to this portion and you're like, "Oh, I got this. I know how to do this." Would you mind? Would you care to send me a message to help your girl out here? That will be so very much appreciated. Also, are you an Asian immigrant expert or transplant in the city that you're currently living in and desire to find connection with others like you? Well, me too. After struggling to find one that fits my objectives and goal, I thought a wild but convicted thought to create one. So that's now available. You can find this community for free on Facebook called the Hot Pot Society. I'll be sharing a link to that group in my show notes. So definitely join us there if this is resonating with you. Well, friends, thanks for listening. I'll meet you back in here in the next episode. Till then, deep breaths, always, dear ones. Bye.